Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, Business Coach at Relauncher. The Australian Influencer Marketing Council, also known as ANCO, have released the industry's first set of working practices to support brands, agencies and creators. ANCO's Deputy Chair, Karen White, who is the Business Director at Pod Legal, joins us in this week's episode. Advertisers want to support responsible social influencer marketing, so this new code of conduct will help build trust in online advertising through transparency and disclosure. In this episode, we talk about what this means for the industry and also how the code of conduct was created. Great, Alison. Thanks for inviting me on today. I'm really excited to, to join you. What an interesting, top, interesting topic we've got to talk about today. So before we kick into it, I'd love you to introduce yourself to the listeners. Thanks, Alison. I'd really like to do that. So my name's Karen, as you said, and I am the agency director of Align Agency. And Align Agency is a talent management, influencer marketing, casting and brand strategy agency. But I also have uh, some other interests in this space. I'm the co-owner of a law firm uh, and our firm specialises in social media, law, intellectual property and technology law. So that gives me a different lens to discuss and, and look at the role that law plays in influencer marketing. And today I guess I'm wearing the hat of the co-deputy chair of the Australian Influencer Marketing Council also known as AIMCO, and uh, I've been excited to contribute to the AIMCO Guiding Council uh, in the role of councillor and also more recently as uh, co-deputy chair. Uh, And AIMCO, you are probably aware that recently released the Australian Influencer Marketing Code of Practice, and I'm here to talk to you a little bit more about that today. So I guess you could say that over the past decade, I've, I've had a keen interest and exposure to influencer marketing across different facets of the industry. So from the buy, sell and supply side of the industry, and it gives me some really interesting insight to how a influencer marketer or creator or an agency uh, might experience the influencer marketing uh, journey. This is so interesting because, you know, there's so many brands and people that, you know, want to embark on influencer marketing, but no one, unless they've done it before or have spoken to someone, they really are at sea and have no idea how to, you know, approach the topic. So this is so good that we've got you on. Like, I'm sure we could just talk for hours and hours and hours. So (laughs) from, from your point of view, can you just take us through like what, and just all the information streamlined of course um you know about influencer marketing to just explain what influencer marketing actually is yeah okay so I guess that's a great place to start what understanding what influencer marketing is and I guess in its simplest form it's it's a type of social media marketing uh, that uses endorsements and product mentions from influencers. So people that might have a dedicated social media following and they may be 
viewed as experts within their niche, uh, or they certainly have some degree of influence uh, over their audience. And we can look at some early common examples of what influencer marketing might have been, and that could have been a celebrity endorsement that we saw in the form of a television commercial. I think we're all quite familiar with seeing a familiar face pop up on TV, promoting some type of product or one another. The influencer marketing space is really, really quite sophisticated now and it's come a long way since those early days of celebrity endorsement, although that does still play a role in influencer marketing. And when we look at uh, engaging an influencer, their impact is now measured in terms other than celebrity. So what we might look at and consider in the selection of an influencer is sometimes their, their audience size, um, the geographical location of their audience, perhaps the age and gender of the audience and so on. So there's, there's lots of things that we consider in this influencer marketing activity. And often an influencer that is engaging or capable of delivering a really powerful message for a brand may not be a household name. It might be someone who has cultivated a community through their blogs or a podcast such as what you have. It could be they have a, a community across Instagram, TikTok, YouTube or a variety of other channels. So it's really interesting to see how that influencer marketing space has evolved. And it's a really significant portion of, uh, has a significant market size in Australia. I was looking at some numbers ahead of this uh, interview today uh, just to see what the current estimated market value in Australia, and it's around $240 million. Wow. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of money. So it, mm. it, I guess it lends uh, weight to why it's very important that AIMCO, the Australian Influencer Marketing Council, have such an important role to support best practice, transparency and accountability throughout this influencer marketing activity. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, with brands wanting to reach out to influencers, what would you say is the best way to go about it? I would definitely start by looking at the recently released Influencer Marketing Code of Practice that is freely available to uh, all of those participating in influencer marketing. So the, the Influencer Marketing Code of Practice released by AIMCO actually sets out some best practice guidelines and it provides a very, very useful framework for both creators and also brands in considering that engagement in an influencer marketing campaign. So some of the things that the, the code covers that will guide those discussions is um, transparency around um, the influencer marketing practices that are going to take place. How are the parties going to conduct themselves? You know, making sure that there's an appropriate brief in place for the, the work that's to be completed and that's properly documented through a contract. And then we also look at things like in, the importance of including uh, content and intellectual property rights within those contracts. So if the creator creates a beautiful piece of work, how might the brand be able to use that throughout the duration of the campaign and perhaps after the campaign? You know, we need to look at brand safety considerations. So, uh, is the brand looking to work with children or in a heavily regulated industry such as 
um, tobacco or alcohol. Uh, so there's, there's lots of things that uh, brands can do when looking to engage an influencer. And the influencer, uh, sorry, the, the, the code of practice actually gives a really good framework and steps you through that activity. But I think from my experience, what I would say is, is really go into the, the engagement with transparency and robust discussions around setting expectations, setting deliverables for that activity and discuss how the content is going to be used and what is the success indicator of that activity. There's lots of different ways that you can bring a campaign to market and as long as if those expectations aren't aligned, then measurement of the activity is going to be challenging. Yeah, absolutely. And also timings as well, because I know, you know, you can end up in a scenario where a brand might deliver, um, you know, a product to an influencer and 30 days later, they're still wondering, you know, what's going to happen. So it's so important to have everything outlined properly before you actually move ahead on anything. It is. And, you know, that's the good point you raise because often a big part of influencer marketing is we see that that gifted content and, you know, there's supply of gifted product to uh, influencers or talent and there's no, uh, I guess, documentation in place, as you've just described, to support that activity. So understanding what needs to take place and particularly what disclosures need to take place when the influencer is promoting that product. So making sure, again, that transparency and disclosure piece is in play and really setting out the parameters. So once again, the, the, uh, the code really sets those parameters out quite clearly. I would imagine that that code is constantly being updated as well. Is that right? Yes, it was a fairly significant piece of work uh, through its creation and and. Initially, what happened to create the code was the uh, there was consultation across the industry. So there was over fifty industry uh, contributors. So that's from agencies, uh, creators themselves, and others that are interested in the industry. And this consultation took place over eight months. So there was a lot of industry insight and thought. Then was built in developing the initial code, which was released on the 1st of July this year. So there's been a substantial piece of work uh, in creating the code itself. And now, of course, that is under constant review and development through the guiding council and the, the subcommittees that sit underneath that. Yeah. Is the code, I mean, also part of a legal document you know like how when when products gifted and you're supposed to use a hashtag and when and when posts are sponsored you're supposed to use a hashtag like what's what's the enforcement behind all of that the role of aimco is is not to enforce right uh, there is there is uh, there are provisions under law for example the australian consumer law and there's pathways uh, that sit outside under law for enforcement around disclosure and certain activity that's uh, regulated in conjunction with influencer marketing and indeed all activity. So our role is not to enforce. Our role is rather to inform and equip people within the industry to understand what their obligation obligations are. And of course, we have had a full legal review of the code of practice. So there is reference to 
the advertising disclosure requirements under the Australian Consumer Law within the code itself. So it's, again, very, very useful for people uh, operating in the space, whether you're a creator or a marketer, to understand what those disclosure requirements are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is going to demystify so many elements, you know, whether you're a brand, an agency or a creator. It is. And and I think that's why ANCO has been really focused on creating the code and AIMCO itself for the industry, by the industry. The the level of consultation has been significant and continues to be in place. So as you you touched on earlier, it's constantly evolving and we are responding to what's happening in the market and bringing in the industry to refine the work that's already been uh, done by AIMCO Guiding Council. Yeah. How do people get their hands on the code? So the code is freely available and it can be downloaded uh, via aimco.org.au. So, uh, or you can send an email to aimco at auditedmedia.org.au for further information. It's it's free to download. It's it's a fairly significant document, but it's, it's it's robust and it offers all of those solutions and the framework for those operating within the space. Mm-hmm. How do you think this is going to impact on the industry? Like, do do you see that um, there'll be just more guidance through this, or what are your thoughts on it? Look, I think it's a a very important and significant milestone for the influencer marketing industry because AIMCO's goal is to guide any business wanting to increase confidence of advertisers, marketers and creators working within this industry. And underpinning that, we have three key principles to guide the actions to create that increased level of confidence. So we We talk about transparency, so a commitment of transparency and an accountability. Often we've seen content go into market that might not have that degree of transparency. So it's one of the key principles that we use in the decisions that we make at AIMCO. Then, of course, best practice and accountability. AIMCO is consolidated uh, best practice or has consolidated best practice across the industry. So now we have a body that everyone operating within this space can turn to. And there has been an absence of that. So that's going to be significant, again, for all operators, regardless of what hat they might wear, that they have a trusted source to turn to, to obtain reliable, credible and accurate information. And, of course, we'll offer industry leadership, so championing awareness and education to support influencer marketing campaigns. So the AIMCO will ultimately offer an accreditation framework for everyone operating within the the space. But for now, we can certainly expect across the industry to see improved best practice and a place where industry resources are available to champion this best practice by creators, agencies Mm. and industry partners. Yeah. 
Given um, that, you know, a lot of magazines have closed down as a result or just over COVID, you know, we, we really do will see more and more digital campaigns and advertising, you know, coming up. How do you see the future of uh, influencer marketing? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question because we know that, we definitely know that there's a lot of those magazines closing down, but brands want to continue to share their, their brand story and their brand messaging. And influencer marketing is, is such a powerful way to do that. I'm, I was having a conversation with, a, with another agency last night and we were debating this premium model where ads don't exist perhaps you consider a Spotify where you can opt for premium and you don't you're not served any ads but I have a foot in both camps there because I actually really enjoy buying from a trusted source so I am someone who will buy from an influencer and I see influencers um, as a trusted source of information so there is a huge opportunity for brands to expand and utilise the audience and engagement that influencers have to share their brand story. And I only see an upward trend in this being uh, taking place. So I don't feel that influencer marketing is going to become any way diluted or reduced in the future. I think it will continue to increase. And we see different platforms coming into play. Uh, I know TikTok's quite controversial, but there's many brands achieving stellar success through influencer marketing across TikTok. And I work with a number of content creators who uh, consistently work with brands to tell their brand stories. Uh, and deliver stellar results that far exceed what might have been able to be delivered by a magazine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's quite surprising, I think. Uh, people might might uh, really be surprised to learn that a brand engaging with an influencer can sometimes get more eyeballs on a piece of content than uh, a TV show, for instance, or mm. a, a printed ad or perhaps even... Uh, an ad hosted on the brand's own website. So it's a very, very powerful source of communication and and, and marketing. Yeah. It's not going to go away. What would you say, like, an engage, what's a good engagement rate? Yeah, look, that's a tricky question. And I might reframe that by saying engagement could be measured in different ways. So there's ways that you could just jump onto a, an analytics tool and get an engagement rate, uh, say, from an Instagram post. But it depends on how the brand measures that engagement. So in the early days of influencer marketing, we might just pop in uh, an Instagram handle or a website and take one measurement of engagement. But engagement is measured in so many other ways now and how that campaign comes to market could be measured in a multiple of ways. So is the engagement measured by number of sales? Is it measured by a number of downloads of a particular ebook or going to a website? So I would caution anyone about measuring across one metric only. It really depends on um, what the outcome of the campaign was intended to be. Mm. Yeah. 
Yes, it's quite complex. <laughs> Look, it is. And, and we're very fortunate as marketers now that there's lots of tools available to us to measure engagement. And well, when I say the tools are quite sophisticated and influencer marketing is quite sophisticated, the strategy that is taken in bringing an influencer marketing campaign to market is also quite sophisticated. So we don't just typically send out a product and say, pop this up on your Instagram and see how many likes or comments you can get. That's not really a true measurement of engagement. Uh, that's not influencer marketing. So influencer marketing in its more sophisticated form that we would consider at an agency level is measured across a variety of metrics. Yeah. Certainly not vanity ones. No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So for AMCO or AMCO, I must just actually tell everyone how it's spelt in case, um, you know, so when they look it up. So it's A-I-M-C-O. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so it's an acronym for the Australian Influencer Marketing Council. Yeah. So there's members on the council. Now, what kind of, what kind of people are the members on the council? So the... Members of the council were formed from the original contributors to the, the research piece that was done across those 50 businesses and over eight months. So when in the early days of formation of AIMCO, uh, audited media went to market, they invited businesses involved in influencer marketing to contribute to the preliminary research and commentary that would form the basis for the development of AIMCO and the code and people were then invited to become founding members of AMCO and all founding members were invited to nominate to the guiding council. So people were then elected into the guiding council and the guiding council oversees all of the strategic initiatives that we're bringing to market through AMCO. Amazing. So the memberships, yeah. yeah, and the membership goes across all of those sectors that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. So uh, the advertising and marketing agencies, they're people that contribute to the industry. So they might be legal practitioners or software developers that offer some of those measurement tools and analytics and insight tools that we spoke about earlier. Uh, there's there's creators in there. There's people from all gamuts of the advertising industry that are invited to become members and contribute to the uh, the best practice that is being formed by AMCO. Yeah, what a valuable resource for everyone to have. Look, I, I'm actually delighted because. For me, one of the reasons I got into influencer marketing was actually to to elevate influencer marketing and give it the, I guess, the kudos that it deserves because it is a very, very powerful and valuable form of marketing. And for far too long, we've seen, I guess, some cowboys in the space. And this really pays homage to those that are operating in the space with transparency and credibility. And shows that influencers actually are great contributors to our economy but offer huge value to brands as well. Mm, incredible. All right, Karen, so if you can just tell everyone again where they can download the code, that would be fabulous. Okay, so you can go to aimco, A-I-M-C-O dot org dot A-U 
or you can send an email to AIMCO, A-I-M-C-O, at Audited Media, A A U D I T E D, media.org.au. Gee, I couldn't even spell there for a minute <laughs> uh, for, for, for further information. The full website for AIMCO will be launching very soon, and that will also reflect all the membership benefits that people will have uh, in joining AIMCO. Amazing. Karen, thank you so much for your time. This has been such a really interesting conversation. It has indeed, Alison. I've I've enjoyed talking with you and uh, I look forward to learning more about uh, how your listeners will interact with AIMCO and certainly we'd love to talk further about it down the track. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.